Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. I asked you, Black Shirt, if that had happened to one of our teammates where they had to resuscitate him on the field, would you play? Mm, I, I, nah. Bop. No, that's obviously the DeMar Hamlin uh, cardiac arrest is what it's been labeled as now. Um it's you know that's that's goes outside of football injury uh and obviously it was i mean you could tell the emotions of the guys now i do know like a lot of people go after the nfl because they their the protocol was to have them you know kind of gather together for five minutes and go out and play um and it took them a while to kind of permanently suspend the game um there's no there's no, <laughs> there's no i guess protocol for that there's no trial run until you actually go through it I don't. I don't really blame the NFL. They ultimately made the right call. They kind of let the players decide. They kind of let the situation breathe, figure out kind of what was going on, and um, it's you know it was it, it it was a thing, and it still is a thing where you just you don't know how it's going to turn out, and it's and it's you know it's it's pretty it's pretty dire life or death type of situation. So you know it, at that point, how could you play a game? How could you care? at all about down and distance or anything like that. You know, it's, it's just, and it would be reckless. It'd be ugly. Um, and it, 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 you just, everybody would be sitting there thinking, what are we doing? So, I mean, ultimately the right call was made. Maybe it took them a little bit longer than some people would have liked to get there. But again, there's no trial run for this. This was, this was shocking. This was new. Yeah. I want to play a clip for you, VJ. Go ahead, Bob. All right. This is uh, Ryan Clark on the DeMar Hanlon situation. I think the, the first thing, this is this, um, this is about DeMar Hamlin. Mm-hmm. And um, it's about a young man at 24 years old that was living his dream. That a few hours ago was getting ready to play the biggest game of his NFL career. And there's probably nowhere else in the world he wanted to be. And now he fights for his life. And when DeMar Hamlin falls to the turf and when you see the medical staff rush to the field and both teams 
are on the field, you realize this isn't normal. You realize this isn't just football. And so many times in this game, and in our job as well, we use the cliches, you know, I'm ready to die for this. I'm willing to give my life for this. It's, it's time to go to war. And I think sometimes we use those things so much, we forget that part of living this dream is putting your life at risk. And tonight, you know, we got to see a side of football that is extremely ugly, a side of football that no one ever, that side of football that no one ever wants to see or never wants to admit exists. When you see both teams on the field crying in that way, your first thought is DeMar Hamlin. Yep. The second thought is his family. And this isn't about a football player, right? This is about a human. This is about a brother. This is about a son. This is about a friend. This is about someone who is loved by so many that you have to watch go through this. I, um, I dealt with this before, and I watched my teammates for days come to my hospital bed and just cry. I had them call me and tell me that they didn't think I was going to make it, and now this team has to deal with that, and they have no answers. And so the next time I think that we get upset at our favorite fantasy player or we're, we're upset that the, the guy on our team doesn't make the play and we're saying he's worthless and we're saying you get to make all this money, we should remember that these men are putting their lives on the line to live their dream. And tonight, DeMar Hamlin's dream became a nightmare for not only himself, but his family and his entire team. Wow. Well, I... I want to take you back. It's 1994. It's my redshirt freshman year. I'm still on the scout team. Um, I'm playing receiver. Go figure. Um, Booker is the corner. I run a cor- I run a post. I shoot Booker's draws off, and I'm going to the post. The ball's coming. Booker pushes me. The safety is Octavius the Murder Man, McFarland. This is the reason they call him the murder man. He absolutely destroyed me. And lights were out. It's the one time I've ever been knocked out on the field. And when I could see, when I finally came to, I was looking up at the sky, not knowing what the heck was going on. The rescue squad came onto the field to get me. They didn't move me. I wasn't moving. I, I, I had tingling, but I but but I could move a little bit of my extremities. But it was it was it was bad. Like it stopped practice. And Octavius tells his story and I when he comes back on I want him to tell a story. But Lawrence Phillips was so mad at Octavius. We're in practice. And he took a shot on your teammate. That he wanted, I had to, now, the, the, the great thing about this is, I was at the hospital, they checked me out, like everything came back. I went back into the locker room. Um, by, by the end of practice, I was back into the locker room. So I wasn't all the way jacked up, you know, to that, to that degree. But my point is, I couldn't imagine one of my buddies, one of my teammates, especially when you get to the NFL, and it's only 53 of those guys. 
plus, you know, scout team. But 53 of those guys are going on that plane when they go to away games. 53 of those guys went to Cincy and saw one of their teammates. I don't want to say he died, but obviously his heart stopped. And when that happens, I think the game goes out of the door completely. And life has to be preserved. And there's no way I would have been able to play again. There's no way I would have been able to play again. So um, my heart goes out to DeMar. Uh, I wish him a full recovery. Um I told you the story of my story at Nebraska and happened, the rescue squad happened to come and get me up off the turf because a lot of guys like myself, we laid our, 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 our lives on the line at practice. I mean, I, I was there. I, Terrell, I don't know if you had made it there yet when Corey Dixon broke his neck. Not Corey Dixon, but, um, oh, gosh, my bad. Not Corey Dixon. Sorry, Corey. Um, what was his name? Uh, we, uh, it'll come to me. But he was dynamic, man. He got hit in practice and broke his neck. And his career was over at that point. David Riddick. It was one of the most gruesome injuries I've ever seen in football. David Riddick broke his leg. And the way he broke it was just, ugh. And, you know, no disrespect to how we did things back then, but let me tell you, all we did was move it up 10 yards, and we kept practicing. Meanwhile, David Riggs got a broken leg, and he's on his way to the hospital. So that, for me, is I look at it a couple different ways because in college, you know, I mean, when I went down, I, I, I don't think the team stopped practicing. Now, I was still breathing, thank the Lord. But at the end of the day, when somebody could lose their life, man, behind the game, shouldn't we look at the players that's playing the game a little bit more with gentle eyes? Understanding that these young men that are coming from all over the planet to play for the University of Nebraska, and they're, if they're going to practice and they're live, which I hope we are, because that's what we signed up for. But at any given moment, their careers can be snuffed out. I, I you know, it, so um, you gotta you gotta put yourself in the best physical shape possible um, in order to endure those hits. Terrell, do you ever remember being hurt? Mm. I mean, missing practice. Let me just say that. Do you remember missing practice? No. I I, I don't either. I mean, I think that that I was out, and I might have milked it a little bit. And I remember George Sullivan, uh, 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 rest in peace, George Sullivan, the great legend that was a trainer at Nebraska. We were getting getting prepared for the bowl game. And I was still kind of, you know, (laughs) feeling a certain type of way about, you know, my neck was still kind of stiff. And uh, I remember him saying, if you don't practice, you're not going to the bowl game. 
<laughs> you talk about ruffians. See, so he, believe he, me, he I was out there at practice. He bribed you, huh? He had to bribe you. Bribe? That was a threat. That's a blackmail, I guess. Yeah, he blackmailed you. Blackmail? You was ready out there. You was ready. There was, no, I, there was nobody that I could go to Coach Oscar and be like, Sully told me if I didn't practice, I wasn't going to play. I wasn't going to the bowl game. So, so, so it wasn't no blackmail. It was a threat. <laughs> if you don't practice, sir, you are not going to the bowl game. Hmm. Well, my neck wasn't all the way blew out, so I figured I better get out there and practice. And, and thank, thank goodness for the black shirts. You know what I mean? They took it easy. They didn't, they didn't destroy me when they could. They knew I was still kind of beat up. You know, that was when the black shirts really didn't care. But they, you know, I had built a friendship that was based on me going hard at practice and giving them a look, and they respected me because of it. So, again, my heart goes out to to Demar. Uh, get 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 definitely get better. Um, you know, I hope that you, uh, man, just get better soon and, and the team rally around him. And, uh, man, you hate to see that happen to such a young guy because not, not only his career could be over, but life as he know it, if he doesn't recover, could change. You know? So, you know, love these guys up when you get a chance. That's all I try to do. When I get a chance to talk to the players, no matter who it is, I always try to high-five them up and, just love them up, man. I don't, you know, we, we talk on the radio about play and how people are playing on the football field, you know, but we all got to remember that they're human. They're human and they're young, you know, and, and, and you don't know what they're going through in their personal lives. You know, all we see is what we see on Saturdays and on spring games and in the media, but these guys have lives too. And so if you're a fan, and you have the opportunity to run into a player, give them a high five. Let them know that you appreciate the sacrifice that they've been given to the University of Nebraska. Yeah, and I thought, too, your point your point about practice, uh, Ryan Clark kind of said that last night. And I think, too, it's interesting in, in this field um, because you don't prepare for that, you know, a situation like that. Uh, so hats off to everybody that was kind of, you know, was, was just had, uh, with the ESPN broadcast, just kind of had to carry it and try to say more, you know, try to try to break down what was going on all the while, like every detail that you give, it's like, what does this mean for the game? What does this mean for, you know, and it's, it's just like, it, it doesn't matter. So, I mean, they, they had to keep repeating that, but I thought Ryan Clark did the best uh, job of it, but had a similar point to you that I was going to bring up. Like he was, he was jarred when he went to LSU because, um, you know, at practice, they, they had a similar situation where a guy tore his ACL and he said in high school, we'd all be getting around on one knee and praying for the guy and, uh, you know, really taking 10 minutes or whatever, you know, and he said at LSU or, you know, once you get to college, it's just, like I said, move the ball up. Ten yards. Move yeah. it up ten. Let's go. That guy's season's done. His his life's changed. Let's next man up. Practice the second and six we were practicing or whatever, you know. Situation. But you know what that you know what that made me do though after after that happened? Ninety five, that made me get after it in the weight room because I didn't want to get hurt anymore. And I remember going home and my mom in her wheelchair would be like and she don't know anything about football based on just what she sees. But she's like, 
she always I'd always come on. She was like, "Yeah, you need to work on your ankles. Your ankles look too small out there." <laughs> so, now it, me getting hurt really helped me to see how important taking care of my body was and making sure that I put my body in the best optimal position, whether it be the game or practice, because you could get hurt worse probably in practice because you got more plays. Game time, you don't have all those plays. Let's start the break, Pop. All right. We'll play some of these. Yeah, let's let's start the break right here. And then we come back. The text text line is open. I got a question for you from Chris Tanner from YouTube. So you can think on this. I know you don't need to read it. Does Terrell have anything positive to say about the new coaching staff and anything they're doing? Not looking for sunshine pumping, but dang! <laughs> Ticket, 93.7, I'm with. Yo, black shirt. And? Fuck. We'll be right back after the messages. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.